This is Wisdom from the Wardrobe, brought to you by Michael Bruce Image Consulting. And welcome to Wisdom from the Wardrobe, your weekly dose of style fun with your very happy team on a Monday. Let's introduce <laughs> you. First up, we have the our original gangster. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Baron of Bouge himself, Bruce. Hey, 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 what's happening, everybody? Like that. You are the OG. <laughs> Next up, we have the Queen of Satire herself, Stacy. Hello, everyone. Oh, you're so proper. <laughs> I know. It'll end. It'll like. Uh, it will crash and burn. Is that what the people want? They want you to be proper. <laughs> no, they they want to be like, oh, she's going to be intelligent and speak to things in like so this manner. So they don't really know you. And then, right. And <laughs> okay, then right. they're going to be like, oh my gosh, like she is us. She's yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> Missing today is the fabulous Beck. She is traveling right now. And I am... The princess of poise, Lady P. What? Oh, she found one. <laughs> I, like I hate that. it, but I found one. <laughs> I like it. And now I'm super red. You are super that's just red. Not in my wheelhouse. Princess of poise. Like... <laughs> I was going to call you long suffering, Lady P. <laughs> because of... you have to deal with us. Right. But I well, like it that was... better. It was more because Beck keeps going on about the alliteration. So that was all I could come up with. And I'm never doing it again. Yes, you are. She's <laughs> no, going to tell really Beck. You know what? For now on, we're going to introduce you. And then you don't yep. have to. That's right. Perfect. That's because, right. Because, yeah, that's, I just like to fly under the radar. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. Hey, so since Beck isn't here, so we don't have commentary from her. But, P, do we have anything in the news in the world of we crazy fashion style? Uh-huh. We do. And, and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Beck's not here, but I'm going to talk about her favorite brand. (laughs) Her her love-hate relationship with Balenciaga. (laughs) Yeah, so these crazy people are at it again. (laughs) All right, so now they have introduced the world's most expensive trash bag. Oh, yes. 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 Is is it a dress? No, it is. (laughs) No, it's an actual bag. It's a bag. So it is a drawstring, shiny bag made out of calfskin leather, um, has a subtle logo on it, and it can be yours in a plethora of colors. Four, you have basic black, or as they're calling it, hefty black. (laughs) Because uh, <laughs> hefty trash bag. Their latest collaboration uh-huh. is with um, Glad and Hefty. Yeah, white. Aren't you glad? Oh my gosh. Yellow or blue. Um, and basically, you can have this stunning, what they're calling the trash pouch, for a mere seventeen hundred and ninety dollars. I'll take two. I'll take none. <laughs> Not with a hefty bag for seventeen hundred ninety bucks. You could carry the kitchen sink in it, basically. It's that big. But yeah, so that's the latest. Um, but on um, up, people, listeners, look up. All you have to do is start to type in Balenciaga. It's like B-A-L-C. Yeah. And then it will come up because clearly we are not alone in looking this up. And you'll see the <laughs> trash bag. And it's like the blue is like the Ikea blue. Yeah, it sure uh-huh. is. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. But carrying on with Balenciaga, because I couldn't stop there. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, then I found, and I don't know how long this shoe has been out, but I am horrified by it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, 
Bergdorf Goodman is selling a Spanda color block stiletto trainer sneaker by Balenciaga for a whopping $1,290. It's basically a running shoe with a, with a heel. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I mean, just I have boggles my one. mind. That, Why? That is crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like when J-Lo and uh, Mariah Carey used to wear their Timberland right. uh, stilettos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because they were hiking. Absolutely. Hiking, of course. <laughs> but this isn't, these aren't cute. No. I'm sorry, but they're not cute. <laughs> they look interesting. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, of course, last, we can't forget uh, Lizzo. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. you haven't seen it, Google that. Lizzo yeah. basically taking the Balenciaga caution tape yeah. and using it as shapewear in her video. It's yep. fun. Yep. I love that woman. She's just. She does her thing. Fabulous. But right. anyway, she speaks to people. She does. Yep, that's the in that the news segment. Uh, Balenciaga. Yeah, the people think that the caution tape thing is trash, <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, "Lizzo, like, you go, you go." Like, mm-hmm. honestly, if I could wear an ace band, I mean, isn't shapewear basically an ace bandage wrapped mm-hmm. around your body? It is. Yeah. So Do you wanted to say caution, caution, caution everywhere. Well, I mean, my mom probably would have liked that when I was a teenager. <laughs> But that ship has sailed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay. Okay. So our poor guest. I, I think <laughs> do we have someone <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Hey, by the way, everyone, we have a guest. Today. <laughs> we have a guest today. <laughs> so sorry. It's not Lizzo. I'm all about She's running. Like, she's running the other way like... right now, <laughs> <laughs> screaming with her arms flailing. She's like, "What did I do?" What? Did I said yes. <laughs> These people are crazy. Back. I just keep coming back. <laughs> you know what? So here's the deal. Before we introduce the guest. You are our first guest that we've actually brought back oh. for a second time on our show. Yep. Well, you are the very first. Me, guys. <laughs> so, in a very short space of time. Yeah. yeah. That's because mm-hmm. we liked you and we thought it was cool. So, P, yep. you, you do the honors. Introduce right. our guest. So, welcome back, Cat Trotter Viterbo from Eight Salon. And if I pronounce that wrong, I apologize ahead of time. Tried. <laughs> <laughs> no, you nailed it. You nailed it. Perfect. So that. welcome back to the show, Kat. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. As our listeners will remember, you were with us a few weeks ago when we talked about all things hair. Um, fun conversation. So we thought we'd continue that today, and we're going to tackle old wives' tales. Yeah, there we go. We're going to bust some myths or debunk some myths. We are going to bust myth, some so, myths yeah. with Kat. So It'll we're going to throw questions at her, and she's going to tell us true, false, what the real story is. Yeah. Just Here's a lightning hair. round, Cat. They're coming at you and they're coming at you hard. So this conversation came about, um, again, because I was in Cat's chair a few weeks ago and we were just chatting about myths and stuff. And we're like, hey, great idea for a show. So I'm going to chuck out the first one because yeah. this I did actually ask Cat this while I was in her chair. And the first one, I remember my mum saying this one to me, you know, watching her in the mirror. And um her old wife's tale was if you pluck a gray hair, they'll grow back thicker, faster, and more of them. Okay. So that's a fun one because that's one you hear all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Seven more will grow back or like, you know, it grows back thicker and will more grow. No, it's not like a flower that drops the seeds everywhere and then it (laughs) continues to grow. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how that works, but does it and in essentially grow back thicker and more prevalent Sort of, yes, because what happens is when your hair stops producing, basically within your bulb, you have what's called melanocytes, and that's what actually creates the melanin that goes into the hair. And within that also releases little gummy goodness that goes in there that helps build moisture and all that stuff. Within it is keratin, straight strength keratin, making things strong. Now, when those melanocytes stop, 
building and creating that melanin, it also stops basically pushing in that yummy goodness in between, leaving just the straight keratin. And what is keratin? Straight muscle. So is it strictly coming back a little firmer and a little more aggressive? Yeah, because it's straight muscle coming straight through. So that's why you also notice those thick, like those hairs coming in gray, a little thicker, a little coarser, and feeling a little more intense. Not to mention they're short and stout, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, have you ever seen a like long tree like blowing in the wind? Yes. Have yes. you ever seen a tree trunk growing in the wind? Blowing no. in the wind? No, no, because it's it's short. So, <laughs> so I have short, stout hair that has no melanin, um, but it's still strong. Basically, you got all muscle, Bruce. I got all muscle, muscle, baby. Guys, mice tell him stuff like that. My spirit body there part. There you go. I'm all muscle. I love it. My spirit body part is now like gray hair because, like, as a 52 year old woman, I have like I want to come back like stronger. There you go. I want to come back more stout. What? I can't get more stout than I am. No. <laughs> like. I, I just like, and I, I'm like, that's it. I'm like, it is what it is. Take it or leave it. That makes me happy. I don't have any melanin, but I'm short and stout. You well, are not. I'm stout. Oh, I'm not short. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That is really interesting though. And that, you know, the, the color piece. And so many people think that gray hair means dead hair. Right. No, it's not dead hair. I mean, all hair is dead. I mean, you don't feel it when it's cut, right? Right. It, it stops. The growth cycle starts the minute it sprouts, right, oh. which is a whole different topic. So the growth cycle all starts essentially as it as it goes through underneath what it's building as it comes out. Why does it it doesn't hurt when you cut it? That's why. But if you pull the hair strand from the follicle, that hurts. Eric, do we have an <laughs> aha sound? <laughs> like, Huzzah! Aha! Did you guys hear? Oh, if, yeah. if a light bulb had a sound, if a light bulb had a sound, that was it. Right, there. right exactly. Wow. Fascinating. Okay. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so I have one here. Um, there you go. If you have greasy hair, then you don't need to use conditioner. Greasy or oily hair, you don't need to use conditioner. You say so if you have greasy, greasy hair, you more yeah. than likely have greasy skin, right? right? So what people forget, it's not your hair that you're thinking about, it's your skin. So I think what you should analyze is what, what's your skin type before you go into that bracket. And if your skin type is a little bit more on the greasy and oily side, then definitely avoid your scalp. But you should definitely still be using your conditioner at least mid-shock down because the purpose of the conditioner is to drop the pH to its original state so that it's actually able to like live naturally instead of being open and receptive to pick up more things in the air, sunlight, all that jazz, or, you know, any kind of ickiness that could potentially get in the hair. So the conditioner, yes, is going to make it soft and realign those hair fibers and detangle, but it's also meant to like balance out the pH entirely of your hair after the shampoo. Okay. So since my, uh, my, there you go, <laughs> my, my, my stout line on my hair is pretty short. So I don't know if conditioner would necessarily yeah, be I important mean, for me but yeah you, it, it's not up your alley. just assume you want to stay about half an inch off the scalp if there's nothing half an inch from the scalp down just you probably don't really need a conditioner you might want to do some scalp treatments and scalp moisturizers and things like that but i mean at that point it's you're, yeah doesn't really make, that a makes me lot of sad sense. that i can't use, i don't need conditioner you, <laughs> you can 
it's just not going to do anything. That's the point of wasting <laughs> money on it. <laughs> but like, live your life. I'm not here to stunt you. <laughs> I want a conditioner. Then you do you. you go right ahead. <laughs> oh I'm going to send over a bottle of thank you conditioner for her. <laughs> Can you do just that for, for me and make me feel better? <laughs> Hey, I got a nice bottle conditioner. Oh, yeah, for what? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. For my leg hair. For my it's leg longer. hair. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <Mid-shop down. laughs> so should we, okay, so should we take a quick break here? Yeah. Because, like, I have so many questions that I. We have to get to these questions. We will. So then we're going to stop. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we will be focused. Gosh focused. darn it. All right. All right. Keep listening to Wisdom from the Wardrobe. We will be right Back with our guest, Cat Trotter Vertiferbo, <laughs> something like that. Sorry, Cat. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Welcome back to Wisdom from the Wardrobe with the Michael Bruce Image Consulting team. Today we are talking about hair myths and we have a guest. I'm going to try to say it again. Our guest today is Kat Trotter Viterbo. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> nice <laughs> Thank you. Yes. yes, victory. If you say it really fast, like you're running through a door, you can nail it. There you go. So my question, so I have had, whatever, red hair and as a kid, a teenager, it was like, you know, sudden was a big thing, but that could turn your hair like an unsightly color of like orange. So then there was the whole thing with, or green. Mm -hmm. Then there's the thing with uh, Jan Brady. She was trying to bleach her Mm -hmm. freckles off. And since hair and skin are very connected, you know, what is the deal with the natural bleaching, I'm doing air quotes, of like lemon juice or the sun or anything like that with your hair? Great question. Always comes down to pH. So thinking about this as quickly as possible, pH scale lives from one to 14, seven is neutral in the center. Hair, skin, and nails lives at 3.4 to 4.4. By opening and going up towards the alkaline, so going north, right, going up higher in numbers, we're opening the outer layer of the hair or the skin, opening up the pores, allowing for things to naturally open, right? So that's great as far as lighteners, certain exfoliants, things of the sort. That's why they're pH balanced too. Does that make sense? So we're opening up and exposing. Lemon juice, however, is more acidic. So instead of opening, what it's doing is constricting and it's actually closing and almost suffocating the hair strand. So it can make the hair actually just as brittle as if you overly opened it. So the difference in in it, what does it work? Yes. Can you create more potential damage that you can't stop? Yes, because once the lemon juice and the acidity is there at that point and crushed in the hair strand, it can potentially continue to damage and reactivate in the hair versus going and just getting it professionally done where we balance it back out to neutralize the hair back to its normal state. Hmm. So does it work? Yes. Is it the best way to go about it? No. 
Interesting. So those that are looking for the cheap option, thinking that lemon juice is it, it could potentially be the most expensive option. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's a cheap option. Your hair and then you right. <laughs> exactly. Cheap option is always the most expensive option when it comes to hair. I said it. So the hair. Oh, I, I can totally. I can vouch for that too. I've done the sun in. I've done the lemon juice on the hair. I've dyed my hair at home. Not always turning out for the best. <laughs> so the rule of thumb yeah. is in the same way that lemon juice will make your lips purse, it will also make your skin purse. Yeah, and your hair. <laughs> and yep. close up. Okay. It's all living in the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. It all lives in the same family and area. So mm. science. All right. Science. <laughs> all right. Science. The next one. So um, this was another one that was an old wife tell when I was a kid. If you cut or trim your hair regularly, it grows faster. Yes and no. So hair grows from the scalp, right? So Mm -hmm. hair grows from the scalp. So how does cutting it make it grow faster? It doesn't because it grows from the scalp. But what it does do is it actually helps it grow in the correct direction. So if we have split ends, the weight of the new growth starts pushing the ends out to continue to split. So the hair feels like it doesn't grow versus if you cut those ends off, it's growing down. (laughs) So now it's growing longer because it's growing in the direction you want it to grow. So yes and no. But not She's for the so reasons smart. that. Okay, well, this I is have, like hair science, answers. man. This, this is like wow. this is hairy stuff. Okay, <laughs> I have a question. Did you say you did. hairy stuff? I totally did. <laughs> I knew you were going to throw uh, yeah. something like that in. Yeah. I mean, you know, oh, Stacey. I'm just saying my favorite boy band guy is Harry Styles. Okay. Anyway, um, I have a follow-up question actually on the split ends thing. So mm-hmm. I have pretty much my entire life had short hair and my... I, of course, I always wanted long, straight brown hair because that's what the redhead with curly short hair wants. And mm-hmm. I consoled myself thinking, well, everybody always just wears it up anyway. And when they wear it up in a ponytail, that can't be bad for it. It's got to create uh, tears and split ends and stuff. Is that true? Make mm-hmm. me feel better. <laughs> um, yes, it can. Absolutely. If you're consistently pulling at, again, let's use a flower and a plant. If you're pulling a flower out of its plant, slow and steady and tugging and tugging, will you eventually pull the root out and pull it out? Yes, right? That consistent tension can actually create damage to your hair follicle, right? So that's why sometimes you do see people if they're pulling things too tight, um, getting a little bit of receding hairlines or anything of the sort, just like guys that wear too many hats or beanies too too much and don't let their scalp breathe. Same thing can happen if you're using a hair tie or a bun or tying something too tight, because again, you're twisting, you're creating all these different like bends in the hair that creates this tension. If you pull at something for long enough, think of why your hair ties break if you have long hair. Hmm. Your hair ties break because you overstretch them at some point in time. Your hair is the same way, especially if you are putting it in a tight bun when it's wet, because when wet hair dries, it contracts and gets tighter. Wet hair stretches more. So you're pulling it further than it actually would pull at its natural dry state. So yes, 100%, not to make you feel better, facts. So rock your short hair, live your life. (laughs) Thank you. I'll take both. I'll take the the validation. (laughs) And I'll take the validation. Okay, I have one. Um, It's better to air dry your hair. Let your hair air dry rather than use a blow, blow dryer. Yes and no. <laughs> There's always a yes and no to this, right? So it depends on the context, right? Are you letting it air dry because you're going outside and you're, I mean, are you putting something in it? It doesn't necessarily come down to the blow dryer. It's what you're prepping with the hair like previously. Hmm. Because when you go outside, you're dealing with 
pollution, you're de dealing with free radicals, you're dealing with things in the air, those are also things that can still affect and damage your hair just as much as a blow dryer could. Whereas if you're blow drying and putting a thermal protectant in it, you're probably also protecting against some of those elements. Now, if you're blow drying without a thermal protectant, new ball game, you might as well have put your head in the oven. So, you know what I mean? What's, it's a, thermal like, what's a thermal protector? The what's, people want to know. What's, people, a what's a thermal protector? Seriously, you guys aren't using that? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. You want to know my routine? Well, Stacey doesn't even use a hairbrush. So right. That's true. Cat, <laughs> you want to know my routine? Oh, we talked about this. Right. I massage the scalp <laughs> with the shampoo. The conditioner takes care of softening the hair. I use a wet brush in the shower. Okay. In the shower only. I then proceed to basically shake dry like a dog. And... <laughs> Then I comb slash brush my hair with my fingers and I use the blow dryer sometimes just to like help me out. That's it. That's my routine. So what's a thermal Okay something or other? <laughs> I love this question. Do we do? So science. <laughs> science. So the hottest temperature you should actually use on wet hair is about 265 degrees, right? Most people actually will amplify that to a little bit hotter. Now imagine hypothetically speaking in this world, you could cook you could bake cookies at 260 degrees. If you were pulling those cookies out of the oven, would you use your bare hand? I mean, That's I'm, true. No. I'm a baker. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, like, you, no. But you wouldn't touch that. No, tray. right? Right. You, and, and if you didn't have an oven mitt, you would at least probably grab a towel or something, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because that hurts because it burns. So why would you do that on your hair? Yes, Stacy, why would you do that on your hair? Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, Educate the people, cat. Educate her. <laughs> I don't know because everybody does it. So a thermal protectant is essentially your oven mitt for your hair between you and your iron or your or your feet. What does it look like? It's a spray usually or a, a cream. Protect, yeah, it's usually some kind of oil, cream, serum. <laughs> to get some new hair product that you don't already yeah, you have. Can, you can well, even buy it at, you can buy it at salons, but you can buy it at Target. You can get it on Amazon. There are so oh, many no. different brands out there. There are probably brands that are better that Kat would recommend, but, you know, depends what your price point is, but something is better than nothing. Something is better than nothing, but something to keep in mind is when you're shopping on Amazon or even you're buying those big brands in grocery stores or things of the sort, just remember that that is the equivalent of those, like imagine going, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, obviously, but it's almost like getting food from a food bank. It's on its way out. It's about to expire. So if you're buying a full bottle of that product, does expire. <laughs> it does, just like lotions, just like whatever. So you just want to be really cautious to ensure that if you're spending the money and you're you're not using pretty much rancid product on oh, your hair. See, that was, that was one of my questions I thought about. Wow. Okay. So it does make a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally makes a difference. Yeah, it, it's not like people always think it's stylist being like, oh, you're just trying to make that extra buck. It's like, no, it's not even that. It's literally not even that. It's literally just the quality of the product. Would you eat moldy bread? I hope not. Mm -hmm. So why put moldy product in your hair? Right. Wow. But yeah. I totally agree with everything Kat's saying, but there are people that can't afford the price point of right. a salon. So, you know, just bear that in mind. There are, you know. There are other options available to people. All right, I've got one more, and this is, might be a bit random, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, when you're pregnant, you shouldn't color your hair. Now, I went with this one when I was pregnant with my my daughter. I was like, okay, can't do that. And then by the time I got around to the second one, it's like, I'm kind of over this. So for those people who may be pregnant or thinking of getting pregnant. Are you trying to tell to us know, something? 
Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. I've just got one comeback from college and one going. I'm just... like, heck, um, no, I hope not. <laughs> out goes the poise. Uh, <laughs> love my kids, but no, we're done. Okay. Um, so should yeah, you color so, or is it okay? Or is it safe to color your hair when you're mm-hmm. pregnant? It is safe to color your hair when you're pregnant. Um, I actually have a lot of clients that have gone through like multiple pregnancies and been 100% just fine. Um, I think a lot of times the tale came from, obviously, back in the day, the technology of hair color and things of the sort was a lot more pleasant, a lot more aggressive. And since then, technology has changed significantly. So it's a lot more gentle on the hair and it has a lot more like conditioning agents and whatnot of it. I think the one thing that really you should factor in for your own comfort sake is um, one, if you're really worried about it, you can always do a patch patch test. That means you go into the salon, we put a little bit on the finest part of your skin, you come back in 48 hours and let us know if there was a reaction. If there wasn't, great. Second thing, most people just don't want to sit that long when they're pregnant, depending on how pregnant you are. So it's a comfort thing, right? And then the third thing is if you have any kind of sensitivities when it comes to scents, sometimes like the scents at the salon can trigger you and make you feel uncomfortable and sick. So you know, those are just things on each personal, like like personal person's journey as far as pregnancy goes that will factor into whether or not they should or could color their hair. I'm going to guess if it's your first kid, you maybe don't want to sit still that long. If you, I don't know, had four kids like I did, you're like, say what? You want me to be there for four hours? Oh, yes, no please. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to take care of the other three. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's going to take a little longer. <laughs> it just comes down to everybody's personal preference. I've had people that are like, just for my state of mind, I'd rather not. It's great. And then I've had people say like, I will have labor in this chair before I go to that delivery room of roots. So oh you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> All right. So it just kind of depends on it. So since we have two minutes, we'll do a speed round here. Uh, is it true that you should switch up your shampoos every so often? Yes. Okay. Yes. And there's probably... Speed round you want me to go into it? No. Really <laughs> quick, why? Yeah, really quick, why? Um, really quick, why? Just because your skin kind of starts to adapt, so your hair is going to need very different things at different different times of the year, seasons, things of the sort. Sometimes it needs more hydration. Sometimes it might need a little more thermal protection. Scalp. Always think of your scalp. You switch okay. up your makeup for the same reason, same concept. Okay. Uh, well, the sun can make your hair grow faster. Um, vitamin D, actually, yes. Yeah. I mean, you're getting all those extra vitamins that it comes from internally. So the little flowers in your head and the soil that is your scalp sprout and they're happy. So it can, yes. All right. Lastly. More gray hair, more more stress, more gray hair. <laughs> more stress, more gray hair. Um, Internally, in theory, in theory, yes. And again, because stress, when you have high stress, your body's first reaction is to go into survival mode and give you your priorities. The priority is not your hair. So the melanocytes will go first and then potentially the hair loss secondary, depending on what kind of stress is happening on the body. So when I started this company, my hair was not gray. Okay. (laughs) What are you trying to say? Love you all. There's also the hair loss thing because, uh, quick aside, my 19-year-old son has been convinced that he is his hair is thinning, like every 19-year-old man, I'm sure, and went to a dermatologist, and the dermatologist confirmed that, yes, he is losing some hair, and it likely has to do with actually nutrition, hygiene, mm-hmm. and stress levels. Mm-hmm. So yep. there you go. Yep. All starts internally. So <laughs> so hair science with cat. Oh, wait. I got this. <laughs> Don't worry about hair it. Hair science with cat. Trotter Viterbo. Viterbo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, Kat, this was great. Thanks yes. for coming on the show and uh, just putting up with us. 
As well, always. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate and, um, it. Appreciate the banter. <laughs> do you, uh, we will let people know where they can find you. You're at uh, Salon. Eight, eight, eight Salon. Eight salon. And thanks, everyone, for listening. You can learn more about us at our website, michaelbruceimageconsulting.com. Have a great week. See you, everybody. Bye. See you next time. If you like what you're listening to and want to learn more about the team, get some great style inspiration and useful style tips on how to elevate your personal style, you can follow them on Instagram at michaelbruceic. That's Instagram at michaelbruceic. Thanks for listening.